0: Hello friends, welcome to Beyond the News. It's Friday the 12th of August coming up on today's show. There'll be a general theme of the world is waking up. More and more doctors, lawyers, donors, financial donors to the political parties are having what I've called in the last few weeks that wily coyote moment when they realise that, um, well, that there's more to it than meets the eye that they go and complain they think the vaccine is oh well it was rushed and as soon as we point out the flaws in it they will get taken back like a lot of the other vaccines throughout history that and then they realize well they're actually not just ignoring me but censoring me as well and this information is irrefutable the evidence and and suddenly they start to wake up to the fact that it may just be more than just a rushed vaccine that there may be something more nefarious to it. We'll be looking at that general theme from a variety of angles throughout the show here today. So let's start with the first article from the express water firms told sorry water firms sold off reservoirs that could have eased drought profit ahead of supply and that's by Michael Curzon, Wednesday. The 10th of August, water firms have been accused of selling off reservoirs that could otherwise have been used to ease drought. The UK Centre for Ecology and Hydrology has warned that the UK is braced for drought conditions until October. In new forecasts reported this week, rivers are set to be low and exceptionally low in central and southern England. Now, of course, as the rule of scarcity goes, the less of something there is, the more you can charge for it. So you could actually potentially profit from it twice one by selling off originally and two from the raising of the prices from the result of the scarcity or you know it and that might not necessarily occur right away oh Jim what are you talking about my water bill doesn't go up if you're playing a long-term strategy over about five years then you can play the card of well look if you pay more, we can invest in more infrastructure and then we won't have to have hose pipe bands. You see play the the corporations will play the longer game, and often the public is distracted from one issue to the next and forgets these things and that's why it's an important to, um, for listening to podcasts like this from annoying people like me who remember things like that. I remember Southern water this was all over the mainstream news, Do it, pouring away loads and loads and loads of water. I can't remember what it was now, but five, ten years ago. You can put that into a search engine. Southern, there, there was mainstream, but the journalists have actually taken the pictures of it. They do, Journalists actually did a good job. So, um, yeah. So, so, to continue, Thames Valley has, for example, sold off 25 reservoirs since the 1980s, according to the GMB Union. Just want to scroll down and see who's buying them. That would be interesting to see. doesn't seem to say who's buying them. I'll have a re-scroll up. Mm, No, can't seem to see who's buying them. That would be interesting, wouldn't it? Right, this is from the World Economic Forum. People are always asking, why are they penetrating the cabinets? What do they want? Well, we're going to be reading out three articles here of things that They seem to be, um, well, it's on their website. It's wforum.org. Five reasons why eating insects could reduce climate change. (laughs) No, that's not from the Babylon Bee. Eating bugs, (laughs) it will make the sun go cooler. (laughs) There are people that believe this. Right, we've been, uh, so our consumption of animal protein is the source of greenhouse gas and climate change. Really? Insects are an overlooked source of protein and a way to battle climate change. Right. Okay. Bearing in mind climate change has always happened because we've had ice ages and things. And plants desire carbon carbon dioxide for their photosynthesis. We've been conditioned to think of animals and plants as our primary source of proteins, namely meat, dairy and eggs or tofu. Before you say yuck, hear us out. So uh, there you go. That's one of the things that they want. And, of course, um, the poorer you get, the more likely you are to eat bugs. All part of the great reset. Isn't there some research? I should actually... Why don't I put put that into Google now? Because I don't think Google would censor this Yeah. Anyway, insects... I'd rather just look it up than claim to know something that I don't insects um, high in toxins Uh, further chemical hazards are in toxins insects contain substances called insect toxins which are synthesized and accumulated from the substrate yes interactions um insects for food and safety aspects related so yeah, you can go and research it for yourself. I'm no expert. Is it dangerous to eat insects? Sadly, pesticide and herbicide use is extremely widespread, causing damage to animals, humans and insects alike. Some insects can tolerate. Evaluation of hazardous chemicals in edible insects. Yeah, um, I think something about their the way they're built up. Insects don't get rid of toxins like other uh, animals that we eat. So there can be a build up, I think. Go and do your own research on that, but um, I seem to remember being told something like that. I'll just see if that see if that actually uh, comes down. Oh, look, look, we're at, we're running out of protein. That's what it says. By 2050, the Earth will have nearly 10 billion people. Yeah, well, they're going to run out even quicker in uh, the Netherlands, where you want to take away 30% of their beef produce, isn't it? Uh, yep. Yep. And I don't think that really mentions the toxins problem, but, you know, these people are all about having various toxins in your body. If you follow their agenda, I wonder if they'll try and mandate insects. Right. The solution to online abuse, AI plus human intelligence. This is the World Economic Forum again, August the 10th. It's only a few days ago. Uh, Readers, please be aware that this article has been shared on websites that routinely misrepresent content and spread misinformation. We ask that you note the following. The content of this article is the opinion of the author, not the World Economic Forum. Fair enough. Uh, Please read the piece for yourself. The forum is committed to publishing a wide array of voices and and misrepresenting content only diminishes open conversations. Oh, really? When was the last time (laughs) you had a nice... uh, I love the way they do that. Hey, anyone that disagrees with us is misrepresenting us and they're spreading misinformation. Oh, but we're open to all ideas. But remember, if they disagree with our ideas, it's misinformation. But we're open to them and we're committed to publishing a wide array of voices. It's just the ones that disagree with us are misinformation. And we ask for our friends and governments worldwide to crack down on that. Um, with 63% of the world's population online, the Internet is a mirror of society. It speaks all languages. It contains every opinion and hosts a wide range. Of, well, mm, contains every opinion. Well, it depends where you look, really. A lot of people that have ties to the WEF have been calling for censorship left, right and centre. So, mm. traditional methods aren't enough. Anyway, you get the idea. It's basically, and to bear in mind, the... The preface that it said there that this is an opinion piece of someone at the World Economic Forum, not the World Economic Forum. I can fully appreciate that. But still, it is, uh, if you want to see the link for yourself, it's uh, https um, colon dash dash www.wfforum.org forward slash agenda and then some other stuff. So um, it is from the WF website. But again, you can see. We don't want humans, we want AI doing things. Because at the end of the day, we're not going to have any problems with AI having a conscience. You know. And other such things. Asking questions, causing problems, uh, leaking information. AI, it, it wasn't the AI itself that leaked the information from Google about a month ago, was it? It was one of the human employees. Next on universal basic income is the answer to the inequalities exposed by COVID-19. Right so it's not the fact that small businesses were shut down, large businesses were allowed to stay open. Not, Not that equality that COVID showed. No, 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 no. Be very, very careful about this because the conspiracy types say universal basic income is what's planned and it will be given out to begin with and then as time goes on it will be linked to a social credit score system like you see in China so oh no 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 we didn't like your Facebook post (laughs) or well or to be more precise the AI didn't like your Facebook post so you won't be getting your money this week what you're going to be starving well eat the bugs then Pope Francis says it might be time to consider a universal basic wage in Easter letter. Yeah. Don't believe in a universal basic income? This is why it would work and how we can pay for it. Right. Anyway, you can go and read it for yourself, but just be aware. Those are the three things that they're really keen on. Universal basic income. You eating, well, there's a variety of things. The Great Reset, of course. The head of the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, wrote a book on that. I suggest you have a look at some of the things contained therein. Next. This is more people starting to question the system. They don't seem to want to question anything. Crime Watch star Sue Cook blasts BBC over shameful box ticking former Crime Watch presenter Suka has accused the BBC of being woke. She told Nigel Farage and GB News that the BBC used to be a national treasure. Now she claimed it was more concerned with ticking woke boxes with their cast. She said the BBC's Covid coverage was shameful, unwilling to ask questions. Yeah I don't watch the, uh, the BBC obviously and uh, so I wouldn't be able to tell you about whether they're ticking woke boxes. In fact I, I really don't go in for the whole um woke or attacking woke either way really i stay well out of it so i shouldn't really comment on that but the last bit here she said the bbc's covid coverage was shameful unwilling to ask questions uh yes and i think that's why so many people are cancelling their um license fee i was about to say subscription but that's what they want to make it isn't it i think if i said subscription people would know what it meant not to mention the, the fact that You know they can't have the comments section on their articles anymore because people just call it out and also you you can't have the situation where people at the BBC are going oh all the fear 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 based on cases and the cases are based on the PCR tests and when people's kids are faking a PCR test with a glass of orange juice and the BBC says these tests are, you know, are great, infallible, and anyone that says that is a conspiracy theorist, and their kids are just doing it to get a day off school right in front of their eyes, it's going to cause a breach of trust. When they're pushing, when so many people can. We went from the vaccines to safe and effective, and we're now in the phase where a lot of people are starting to go. I don't think it is now I'm not in the conspiracy that they did this on purpose I think it was just rushed and I don't think I'll get another one but there's no conspiracy here Uh, the company just did its best and um, you know they they probably told a few white lies to make as much money as possible but there's no actual nefarious agenda going on there there are people once they're in that box their next step usually is to write. I'll go and tell my local representative I'll go and write to the company and just like all the other unsafe vaccines over the years it'll get withdrawn then the next step is when they're told no it's fine and it they go well look at all this evidence then and the you know they're just ignored or just called a conspiracy theorist well what happens when you get a normal person who's got rational points evidence made what happens when the television calls the com- a conspiracy theorist for having facts. Well, they're not going to watch that programme anymore, are they? And the second part of that is they may go and, well, if they call me a conspiracy theorist, let's go and listen to what these people are saying then. You know, if the television is calling me nuts for having a fact and I'm being ignored rather than debated... Why don't I go and listen? Basically, it comes to the point of tribalism, where it's like, well, if tribe B is calling me tribe A, but I don't think I'm tribe A, and they keep saying it over and over and over again, do you know what? I'm going to go and listen to, <laughs> to what tribe A has to say, and maybe I might become part of their tribe. And that's happening all over the place. So, and that that's me just talking about the outright... Well didn't know whether to call it lies or just I would just call it an emperor has no clothes agenda. Portuguese court says the PCR test doesn't work. Magic wand of the emperor's clothes agenda. PCR tests are great. We base our entire decision on whether to lock down the country on it or not. Lockdowns are counter-effective. Magic wand, emperor has no clothes. No they're not. And if you say you don't want a lockdown, you want to kill Granny. Magic wand. But what about all the suicide NHS? Magic wand. Magic wand, waved. You're a conspiracy theorist now.
1: But is the
0: NHS is overwhelmed as a, as a result and all the backlogs. Magic wand. You're a conspiracy theorist now. No, it's not. You, but you can see all the figures to see that it's overwhelmed. Magic wand. You're a conspiracy theorist now. there's only so long you can do that to people before when you do that to them they either capitulate into total cognitive dissonance like where you've you've encountered these people online I'm sure or and then there's a phase where a lot of the people just go quiet because they think I used to ridicule the conspiracy theorists and god knows I don't want to be one of them but I think they're right on this one so do you know what I'm not gonna ridicule them online anymore I'm not gonna join in their groups or listen to what they have to say but uh, you know I'm not gonna call them nuts anymore and I don't think I'll have any more of them jabs either that's the next phase and the phase after that is well hang on a second why are you censoring me I'm not a conspiracy this all I was pointing out that there's some legitimate co- I've had the first two jabs I'm just pointing out that this might not be a good idea to get the third. I'm not conspiracy theorist. I had the jabs. What are you calling me that? For? That's the next phase. And the phase after that is uh, they listen to this podcast. And then the phase after this is that they'll go further down the rabbit hole with um, a podcast that has more than just mainstream news on it, and they'll they'll find their own truths for themselves. As i've said before this is just the entrance to the rabbit hole you can go down there for yourself so for and there's several people that will happily lead you down there but you probably won't find them on youtube i would suggest rumble odyssey brand new tube those kind of things former crime watch presenter sue cook has criticized the bbc's shameful reporting claiming the broadcaster is concerned with ticking woke boxes um, but she accused the corporation that's what I'm interested in the not questioning anything the woke thing doesn't really interest me but she accused the corporation of not wanting to question anything particularly during the pandemic as she claimed the BBC is no longer the absolute national institution that it used to be yeah uh, sadly it's not looking very good she told Nigel Farage from GB News show Talking Pints it, uh, let's, I want to see more about the um, where she's what exactly she questioned there we go um she lambasted the bbc for its covid coverage it is shameful she said throughout lockdown did anybody ever ask why how are children going to be affected if you're closing schools how are university students affected if you're shutting universities knife crime went up was there any journalism about that well, all right fair points but i think you can i think there's harder points to go like uh, actually there's studies that say it's counterproductive for the immune system there's studies to say that any lives that it may have potentially saved are far outweighed by the number of non screenings of cancer patients alone and then you can add on the suicide the economic deprivation supply chain problems and if over here in the UK the supply chain problems means oh my restaurant hasn't got my favorite dish what else have you got that's what it means in the UK but in the third world where there was already problems with food and supplies and those kind of things it's meant death go and look at the numbers of the people that have died over the last couple of years of starvation in the third world post lockdowns it does go up so uh, but of course those people aren't going to be voting in this country but the ones that are need to be aware of the counterproductivity of lockdown. So she's on the right lines there, in my opinion. But uh, yeah, she could have made some better points. Right, let's have a look at best and worst rated because this is from the Daily Mail. <sighs> Up one five five seven down eleven so that's huge that's a really really polarized comment that's a very popular comment and it's from jedi one and it reads the bbc have now become a national disgrace yeah yeah i mean there are going to be plenty of daily mail readers that are you know are far more upset about the whole woke thing no oh, i don't like the color of the skin of the new presenter on the bbc there are going to be those daily mail readers but i'm hoping that the vast majority are agreeing with that statement because the bbc is disgraceful in terms of its lack of reporting uh, i mean where do we begin the on the, on the lack of reporting they haven't had interviews or debates about the vaccine. They tried to do a hit piece. They haven't had the likes of Robert Malone or David Icke on Question Time to give their points of view across. They, When there were all those massive protests throughout uh, to begin with, the BBC just ignored them. They certainly ignored the ones where the protests turned up at their door. So let's hope that the Daily Mail people are thinking it's become a national disgrace because of the fact that it's a propaganda arm and not journalism anymore and nothing to do with the whole woke thing. I just want to get another one really. Up one two three seven down 22. What a lovely lady Sue Cook is we need more people to speak out. Well done Nigel. Love talking pints and GB News. Okay that's nice and positive. Um just sort of scroll down yeah well they're not going on about any woke stuff so that's nice but they're not concentrating on just how factually inaccurate the BBC is and let me just reiterate on the justification for that they the whole Covid lockdown thing that they are reporting upon is based on cases, cases are based on tests and the tests are not reliable to say the least and it depends on the cycle rate and I don't remember the BBC ever asking much questions about that I don't remember them asking questions about the consequences of lockdowns at the time you know but that's that's pretty much all the journalism that number 10 will answer questions to really The BBC is just getting the main brunt of it because it's the big one, you know, internationally. I suppose because it's fallen so far, you know, it used to have such a good reputation around the world. So lots and lots of people starting to go, hey, I don't think this BBC is (laughs) quite the national treasure it once was. So ambulance calls for most serious conditions hit record one day ago. Last month saw the highest number of ambulance call-outs for life-threatening conditions since records began, NHS England officials say. There were more than 85,000 Category 1 calls for situations like cardiac arrests and people stopping breathing. The heatwave could have been one reason for increased demands, but experts say hospitals already face immense pressures. Nearly 30,000 patients waited for more than 12 hours to be admitted to hospital. The number is up 33% on the previous month and the highest since records began in 2010. 33% on a month. 33% is a huge number over you know to be a year but a month so it's quite clear that our government here in the UK are going to try and run this into the ground and I bet you the solution will be private partnership to which the British public will actually stand up for their NHS I believe in which case I think the tactic will then be, we'll do it under the table, legally, but we'll legally do it under the table. So, right, this is the NHS and we're just going to offer this contract to, for just for the short term because we're stressed, we're just going to offer this contract to a private contractor to pick up the slack um, and we'll just let that contract roll on and on and on and on forever, but we will announce it as a temporary measure and then we'll just extend it stuff like that is how it will go and what will happen is at some point the the British people will go hang on this is privatization by stealth and the likes of the BBC will go make certain that comments edited out question time or just call them a conspiracy theorist next one here this is from the Jersey Evening Post Ireland's biggest vegetable producer ceases deliveries. The island's largest vegetable producer has made its final deliveries ending a 135-year family farming tradition. Woodside Farms has produced 80% of Jersey's fresh vegetables for 7 years since Amel Grow ceased operations in 2015 and was the main supplier of local produce to Waitrose and the Co-op among others. Owner Charlie Gallican, a 5th generation farmer, previously cited spiralling operational costs as the reason behind the decision to stop. He confirmed yesterday that deliveries had now ended but declined to comment further. Jersey Farmers Union president Peter Lemaste said Islanders would feel the loss. Obviously it reduces food security because we lost our biggest vegetable producer, he said. There are others, but we don't have as wide a range or supply of veg. And again, look how this comes down. What's that got to do with eating bugs, you say? Well, the WEF and their cronies. Let's put it this way. What is the official reason for the petrol prices being so high? The Russian invasion of Ukraine. Right. Both Zelensky and Putin are pals with Klaus Schwab. Klaus Schwab has said Putin is one of his young leaders and you can go and check for the ties to Zelensky to the WF and there are other such minions okay then you've got the climate change which wants to reduce all the animals because of course their farting is bad for the environment again that's that's not a joke there are people who believe that and of course methane yes they do produce things but if you think that it, you know why now all of a sudden and if people, anyone's answer say we were in the middle of a heat wave i suggest you go and look at harp technologies and you go and look at the 1976 weather weapons treaty in the united nations that's well, a conspiracy theory well if it is it's lodged in the official united nations treaties so that's the end of you calling it a theory And uh, of course Klaus Schwab, Bill Gates very pally pally. Bill Gates buying up farmland all over the place. So it's just old school methods with new school ideas. Instead of having someone coming around going you know right you're in my competition I'm going to shut you down it's a few steps removed hey I'm doing this can you get someone to get someone to go and shut them down we need some degrees of separation no problemo this is scary a good bit of good bit of journalism from The Guardian here and I think last week I was criticizing The Guardian but simultaneously I did say they were good and bad people in every institution this looks like a good thing that they're pointing out here and it's scary More than 1,200 people are detained indefinitely in Australia with no criminal conviction. It's almost like the days of it being a convict island never ended. The scariest thing is what we don't know, Advocate says, as Guardian analysis reveals hundreds are held on grounds of mental impairment. That was what the old um, Russian fascists, Stalin, used to do, wasn't it? Stuff like that. More than 1,200 people with a mental impairment are being indefinitely detained in Australia, some for decades without having been convicted of a criminal offence. A Guardian Australia analysis has found every state and territory is detaining people using a variety of court orders that in some instances can result in people being detained or subject to strict conditions for life. People, being, people detained indefinitely without conviction are most commonly those who are found unfit to plead after being charged with a criminal offence, or who are found not guilty because of mental impairment talk about open to abuse right then we don't want that person has to say what are they saying oh well they're saying stuff against the official wef covid narrative well they're obviously insane then anyone who doesn't want the jab is insane obviously mentally impaired right then i need two psychiatrists to say that these people are mentally impaired What's wrong with them? They don't want to take the vaccine. Oh, well, we're the two biggest pro-vaccine psychiatrists we've got. We'll happily do that. No problem. I mean, I'm not saying that's done with anyone, but can you see how such an abuse can occur? In fact, this is what the whole thing about Magna Carta was really about. You know, habeas corpus, show me the corpse, show me the evidence of what I've done wrong. But they just, oh, we'll just circumnavigate freedom and justice there with that little bureaucratic order. Ooh, we'll just add that little bureaucratic order there and then we combine all blah 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 all added together indefinitely detained without trial so inherently unfair Guardian Australia put questions about indefinite detention to each state and territory government the Act is the only jurisdiction that does not allow for indefinite detention some decline to answer referring instead to annual reports which contain data that was several months old Orders that allow indefinite detention in some jurisdictions can be removed or challenged at any time, making it harder to be precise about numbers at any given point. But combining annual report data with the current data given by each jurisdiction this year shows that 1,215 people were detained or controlled under a court order. So if ever and the system felt that this, because obviously the system worldwide wants to have as little rights for the citizens as possible from my experience so a way around that if ever they've started to you know oh look they're starting to stand up for their freedoms we might have to let them out right go and find what, out of the 1215 which one is the most dangerous psychopathic lunatic right let him out go and let him out near a school let, give him some knives or something right and then say, right, this is what happened when you let these people out. You wanted it, you got it, it's your fault. I'm afraid you have to give up certain ones of your freedom if you want to be safe from people like that. What's that? Public outcry? Oh, you want these people detained without trial now? Absolutely. Do you know what it would be? I think we could even extend that. We could make you even safer by including a few more people in it. That's what the system tends to do with things. But we shall see. But anyway, good on the Guardian for pointing that out. That's a terrible, terrible thing. I mean, can't someone just go, right, they're off their rocker and they need to be... (laughs) Do you know what I mean? If they're incapable of pleading, I can kind of see it. Look at the abuse that that could be potentially open to. And I bet you not every one of those 1, 2, 15 people is as mentally impaired as the state would have you believe. I bet you there's a few people in there that, you know. Anyway, that's pure speculation on my part. I'm just a freedom for everyone, justice for everyone kind of guy. And freedom and justice, it does require a due process. And I would, I've called for that when um, the likes of Fauci, if ever they get held accountable for their crimes. I've said all along everyone deserves a trial, even him. If Tony Blair ever gets held to account for what he did in Iraq, absolutely deserves a trial. So if Fauci and Tony Blair deserve a trial, nutters deserve a trial as well. UK research institute apologises for rejecting Russian scientist beats an institute will offer role to applicant who was initially told offer was withdrawn over her nationality by Ben Quinn from the Guardian that's awful unless you think that they're a Kremlin spy One of Britain's most prestigious research institutes apologised to a young scientist who was told that her offer was being withdrawn. Uh, Anyway, blah, blah, blah. The Beaton Institute, a biological research facility in Glasgow that conducts research into basic biology of cancer, faced criticism after it emerged that an applicant for a PhD place had been rejected on the grounds of her nationality. A message subsequently sent by a member of staff at the Institute, which was subsequently posted on Twitter by a friend of the applicant, said an offer to her was being withdrawn. I've just been told that very recently the Beetson has established a new policy upon which I am unable to appoint you because you are Russian, it said. Yeah, that's awful. Like I said, unless you've got any evidence that she is, you know, um, you know, oh this bright young student, yep, she had all her uh, her degrees paid for uh, by... uh, a shell company for the KGB or what is the modern version of the KGB. I'm sure she's fine, let her in, you know, unless there's something like that. Um, And of course, the collusions between the Chinese and the Americans for their bioweapons labs is uh, well known in Wuhan. We've covered that on the show before and how the fact checkers called it a conspiracy theorist. And the fact checkers turned out to have uh, ties to Rouhan as well and that was reported by the New York Post. Next again from the Daily Mail now EDF customers in France pay half as much for their energy as British households shell out. Britain's will... I don't really need to go into the... Um... I don't need to go onto it for that really. Yeah a lot of our EDF in Britain have you know they brought the markets there and you can see it again i believe corporations work down the line right we want to put our prices up as much as possible well in france they're going to riot or protest or bring the country to a halt what they're going to do in britain oh they'll 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 talk loudly right go and buy their energy then so when the time is right we can put up their bills what the government's like over there oh. <laughs> don't worry we've got lots of friends with them is you know not a problem so they'll let us put up yeah no problems at all so you can see that i'm afraid i said it last year uh, the british are going to get what they deserve and um, if they're willing to put up with this blatant uh, rip-off then they're going to get ripped off i'm afraid so uh, let's scroll down to get some comments Oh, there's loads of articles now which usually tells me I've missed the comment section. The mouse is too good now. Ah, yes, I was right. Here we are. Right, best rated. Obviously, EDF are milking UK customers to boost their profits. We really are governed by imbeciles. Up 812, down 25. No, you're not governed by imbeciles. You're governed by a big club, and we ain't in it, to sort of quote George Carlin. Yeah? Did you get that yet? they're not imbeciles. If they're losing money they're imbeciles. If the politicians don't seem to get all these nice little deals afterwards and fancy jobs and pay packages after their time in office, you know, they would be imbeciles. But they're not. We're losing money. They're making money. They're not imbeciles. We are for putting up with it and again I always advocate that anything resistance must be peaceful and lawful. I'm not advocating that don't pay your bills thing that's going around at all. I'm advocating that you wake people up to the ties between governments and corporations and that will send them down all sorts of rabbit holes with all other sorts of ties and then maybe we form a political movement, which is quite simply a people's party. And we get out of the paradigm of saying, "Oh, well, there's no point voting for another party, they'll never win. You get to the point where everyone goes and they just move in one step. And all the BBC go, they'll never win, it's a wasted vote. And it will be like a tree in the forest. No one will hear it because no one will be watching them. then then you have the situation of does the leader come to the the forefront does he go behind closed doors goes do you know everything I promised you I'm gonna have to change it I realized sorry about that you know in which case you know you form another strategy to deal with that but education to the corruption there are two things one education to the corruption and two the corruption these are not idiots And then it's not just a good old boy network. They want you poor. They want you eating bugs. They want you owning nothing and being happy. Happy enough to vote for their new puppets next time round. Right, let's take another comment on that. Um, Up 626, down 9. You sold your electricity industry to the French. What did you think was going to happen? Yeah, that's pretty much what I just described, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, having said that, I'm not... You sold it to the French, as if there's something wrong with the French. No, you sold it to a corporation who saw, hey, we can't raise our prices on our own people like that. They'll they'll blockade everything. The French protest at the drop of the hat. Britain though they'll take anything they'll bend over and take it so yeah it's that that's comes across as a slightly anti-French sentiment believe me the corporations don't have to be French to screw the British over at all um, yeah so there you go that's the next step it's, it's not incompetence and it's not corporate greed. There is something more beyond it. Don't get me wrong. It's that as well, but there is another layer. And I think it has something to do with this. It's all the people, the bugs and the cutting down of the, you know. It's all for the climate. It's all for the earth. We really care about people, do they? because here's an interesting statement made by Yuval Harari. We've played his clips on the show before. Humans are hackable animals and such. WF advisor Yuval Harari. We just don't need the vast majority of population in today's world. By Robert Krejcik, 10th of August 2022. We just don't need the vast majority of the population. There you go. Remember that next time he says. now. Inject this experimental compound into your veins and kill off your food supply. Oh, but you need to do that because I really care about your health. Remember that statement. We just don't need the vast majority of population in today's world. And you can go and see, check out other of his clips, Yuval Harari. So you can go and do it for yourself. Y-U-V-A-L-H-A-R-A-R-I. Go and listen to some of these man's quotes for yourself. And um, remember that next time he tells you that um, you can't eat beef because of climate change. You should be eating bugs. And that you should own nothing and be happy. Next one. NHS is sending police officers to heart attack call-outs due to paramedic shortages as new health secretary warns of triple winter threat of Covid, flu and cost of living and reveals plan to hire workers who can't speak fluent English to plug staffing gaps. Yet yeah, this is a Daily Mail article in case the headline didn't give it away. To hire workers who can't speak fluent English! <laughs> uh, but again... Where's the left-wing media covering stories like this? Maybe they are, but they just didn't come across my excellent telegram group uh, at Beyond the News Gym. So, Health Secretary Steve Barclay said ministers face a real sprint to prepare NHS for the month's head. Now, of course, it's also worth remembering that when you pressure your staff into taking the jabs through the mandates which blew up in their face, but still plenty took them, and you've got the Francis, Institute, Francis Crick Institute saying that the uh, vaccines lower the gold standard of the immune system. Uh, we've played that clip a few times. And then you've got numerous other studies which say, yeah, those vaccines are generally bad for your immune system. Now, what are people who've been mandated to take something, that lowers their immune system what's going to happen to them in a room full of sick people with contagious stuff well they're going to get sick and need time off as well and i'm going to i made that prediction about 6 months ago for the airline pilots i said a lot of pilots were mandated to take that jab and of course some didn't some kicked up a fuss some airlines dropped the mandates but plenty of pilots did and we know that this jab can affect the blood and we also know that going up in the sky on planes can affect the way the blood flows as well deep vein von women on the pill that kind of stuff this that's mainstream stuff from years ago so put all those pieces of the puzzle together you've got something that can not necessarily does something that can have an impact on the way the blood flows around the body in the jab and you've got another thing which accentuates it which is flying high in the sky put those two things together in a population which has widely had the vaccine and it equals problems and if you don't believe me go and listen to the is it Senate or congressional testimony, where the military pilots were mandated for it and they said the loads of pilots had problems flying afterwards and a lot of their careers ended. So what does that equal? It equals some pilots being taken out of the industry to begin with. And the more times they go up there, every time they're rolling those dice, sometimes they're going to lose. And they're not going to go back up there again. Now will the airlines be able to fill those vacancies with new pilots coming through quick enough and if so will they then go well the jabs aren't mandated but I tell you what we're not going to give you the job if you don't. You know it's one thing to try and mandate to existing clients it's another thing to say can you please fill out this form have you been COVID vaccinated? Oh right okay and we'll just put into two piles of those that have and those that haven't and all um, well, the ones that haven't where we file them we call it the bin and um, do you think that governments who are pushing through these mandates left right and center are going to go oh that's not fair you can't discriminate against that no 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 of course they're not because they're pushing for this discrimination a lot of governments around the world. So um, yeah, there you go. So NHS is sending police officers to heart attack call-outs due to paramedic shortages. Yeah. Now it definitely won't help having that COVID lockdown backlog to deal on top of that and it definitely won't help with all the cutbacks that the NHS has suffered. And it doesn't help when you give the nurses below inflation wage increases and just ask for a clap every Thursday night at 8pm for them instead. That's not gonna do much for morale. So um, you can see all those things all together. Don't worry, the Tories and their friends have many, many people who run private healthcare industries that are their friends that I'll be happy to step in. And I've no doubt there'll be some in labor as well. All right, let's just scroll down here and get the, uh, get the uh, ups and downs comments. Best rated and worst rated. All right, up 385, down 55. A massive rise in our population during the last decade from people coming here from abroad to live here must be part of the blame of our public services being unable to cope and we should be training our own people to be NHS personnel. Uh, There's a Daily Mail reader comment for you. Um, We should be training our own people to be NHS personnel. We should be training our own people to do everything. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't employ people from other countries as well um other people from other countries may have different ideas as well educated in different systems um that multiculturalism can be a good thing you know oh there's a in our country we tie the sling this way oh you know we've never taught that that's a really good way of doing it uh the massive rise note yeah i think you'll find mate that the nurses having their morale um beat and browbeaten continually for decades um and also remember that they they work in these places where they're rushed off their feet 12-hour waiting lists and then they go home and watch the bbc and they go and watch a politician go yeah the nhs is in great shape we're doing all we can i mean imagine what it must be like to be gaslit on a daily basis like that in that job those those nurses doing that Especially when they, you know, stepped up to the plate for the whole COVID thing. You know, back when we thought it was a really deadly, contagious disease. You know, they they turned up, did their job, and they're rewarded with crap pay, gaslighting to the state of how bad the situation is, um, and cuts left, right, and centre, uh, and. Um, they then go back to see their manager, who's never nursed a patient in their life, um, taking an afternoon off to go golfing on a massive salary, and that's what they say, isn't it? A lot of the 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 money doesn't get through to the front lines. So yeah, let's see if we can find a Daily Mail article that doesn't do the whole oh, bloody foreigners thing. Um. Why not send managers who are on over 100k a year to deal with the crisis instead? Or better still, hire more doctors and nurses instead of hiring tons of managers. NHS is just a cup with holes. No matter how much you pour into it, most are totally wasted until they can find a solution and reorganise a service. This will get worse. Yeah, I can buy that. That's a good statement. At least there's no bloody foreigners in that. Um, yeah, yeah. Bearing in mind, I think you'll find that it's the NHS is like a cup with no holes no matter how much you pour water into it most are totally wasted I would like to say yeah the NHS is a cup with straws and no matter how much you pour into it most will be sucked off by parasites legally and lawfully who've tied up those contracts I prefer to do it like that I don't think this is wasted at all this is engineered and designed for a money flow to go to uh go to certain corporations in my opinion but apart from that but at least it was a there was no there was no bloody foreigners bit to that so I like that comment all and all um yeah all right let's that's enough of that one now something a little bit let's go and listen to someone else's voice other than mine now and uh, I've just looked at the time I've been Rambling on. I queued up loads of articles as well. How many have I got through? Not as many as I expected. All right. This is the Australian Senate. And uh, this is a, I assume if it's the Senate, it's a senator speaking out. Senator Gerard, or Gerard, don't know how it's pronounced, Rennick. Let's have a listen to him.
1: Uh, Thank you, Acting Deputy President. Uh, Today, of course, is the 2nd of August, and it's been almost, well over a year, that we've had the vaccine rollout continue and every day I still hear from people who suffer from injuries from the vaccine or suffer through mandates or some form of discrimination. Uh, we've just recently passed about uh, through 10,000 cases of COVID in the last six months. Now, I don't know if that's not evidence to say that the vaccines aren't effective, then I don't know what is. However, I'm not here tonight to talk about the ineffectiveness of the vaccine, which didn't stop transmission. I'm here to talk about how unsafe vaccines are. And I want to explain why, and I want to go through the biochemistry. Most vaccines, so for example, the COVID, uh, uh, COVID virus has 29 proteins in it. Normally, if you de-attenuated a vaccine, you gave someone a deattenuated vaccine, you would take out the ionised molecule uh, of that virus. So you have got 20, 29 uh, molecules, you'll take out one. Uh, and what that does, and the one you will take out is the ionised molecule. So an ion either has more electrons than protons, or likewise, more protons than electrons. Either way, it's a charge. And that's what they call the active ingredient in a vaccine. It's the thing, if you've got two magnets, one with the North Pole and one with the South Pole, goes past each other, it wants to attach. And that's why a vaccine normally is de-attenuated, because they take out that ionised molecule so it doesn't go around jumping on everything. But what that does is it allows the, Uh, antibody to attach to the antigen, end of story. Now, the other thing is, because that molecule is still quite large, it's 28 um, molecules remaining in a normal uh, de-attenuated vaccine, it is too big to cross the endothelium, right? Now, what is the endothelium? It is the small capillary between your muscle tissues and your bloodstream. And in order to cross that uh, uh, capillary, you've got to be small enough in a process called uh, endocytosis in order to cross into the bloodstream, right? Now, what this particular vaccine does is that delivers a lipid nanoparticle. It is a very tiny particle, much smaller by a factor of a 1,000 than a normal virus. And what that means is it can travel from the tissue through the endothelium into your bloodstream. We know that that's the way this particular vaccine works, because in the TGA non-clinical evaluation report, if you go to table 4.2, you will see where they have done the distribution of the lipid nanoparticles on on the lab racks, literally the lab racks, uh, when they injected this particular vaccine. And I'll just read out some some of the body organs that it went through and the concentration increases. I just want to focus for a start on the ovaries. After the first 25 minutes it was at 0.1. By the, uh, uh, so the concentration levels was uh, milligrams to each gram. So by the end of the first uh, 25 minutes it was 0.1. By the end of the first day, it was 0.5.25 and then by the end of the second day, it was 12.26. Now that has doubled after two days. and that's, that's not the only organ. Uh, it went into the liver. Uh, it goes into the heart, the eyes, the brain, the bone marrow, the bladder, the adrenal glands. There's just about half of the vaccine in the lipid nanoparticles go into organs other than the injection site. Now, this is despite the fact that we were told that a normal vaccine goes into your deltoid muscle and that's where it stays. Well, that's not the case with this particular vaccine. And what's particularly scary about this is they knew this in the animal trials. And despite the fact that the concentration was still increasing after 48 hours, you know what they did? They stopped the trial. They stopped the trial. Now, don't you think you would run the trial right through to the point of where the lipid nanoparticles had left the body? But they didn't do that. And not only that, that's just the start of it. Because once you start gets inside the cell and start uh, creating the spike protein, that can last for days longer as well. But here's the thing. In the animal trials, they never delivered the spike protein mRNA inside the lipid. They delivered a benign enzyme by the name of luciferase, which is the stuff you see in fly flies, uh, and that lights up so that they could trace it. But as the TGA non-clinical report says, they never tested the distribution and degradation of the spike protein in any humans or animals uh, for this particular vaccine before they rolled it out. Now, normally when you get the virus, okay, it comes in through your mucosal system. Uh,
0: and that's where I'm going to leave that one because there's another clip I want to play But that, that was very good. That was a uh, very good Gerard Renick and letters after his name are uh, LNP. I presume that's something to do with his title or his party or something like that. Um, so uh, check out more of that. And uh, you can go and see the clip for yourself on YouTube. But this is how I want to end the show today in the theme that we started. This is Brian Kilmeade. I remember him from the early UFC days when I used to watch that. And he is interviewing a Democrat mega donor. And um, so Brian Kilmeade, I believe, is Fox News, I believe. And so I'm now going, yeah, it is Fox News. So this is a uh, mega donor, Steve Kirsch, from the Democratic Party. And um, just listen to what this bloke has to say. Ship.
2: Steve Kirsch is an entrepreneur, self-made success story, Enjoys us now to explain his reasoning. Steve, when did the Democratic Party start going south with you? Well, when they violated my, my, my trust, Brian. Um, you know, they told the, the agencies, the FDA, the CDC, the NIH, said that these vaccines were safe and effective. And when I started seeing my friends die and be injured, and I started looking at the data, uh, there was no question that this vaccine is the most dangerous vaccine ever created by man. It is a thousand times more deadly than the smallpox vaccine. And that's too unsafe for people to use. And I could not get even a single minute in front of any Democratic congressman. The best I got was that Ro Khanna uh, gave me to a staff member who took two months to get back to me. And when I asked if she had read what I had sent her, she said, no, it disagreed with the CDC, so it's not right. And so I didn't really read it. And so that's as far as I ever got. But you didn't stop there. You did your own research. What did you find? What what, what did you find was effective? And what was the reaction when you put it out there? Well, what I found was uh, that hundreds of thousands of Americans have been killed by this vaccine and millions have been injured. And, you know, they uh, clearly you, you are more likely to be injured or dead from the vaccine than if you were unvaccinated. So what they're saying and what the reality is, is completely opposite. There is a uh, conservative radio show commentator. Uh, his name is Wayne Root. He had a wedding eight months ago and he had about half conservatives. And, and well, yeah. half of his, they're all pretty much conservatives. Okay. But half were vaccinated and half were not vaccinated. And he found that of the hundred people that were vaccinated, he had 26 people who were seriously injured. And he had seven people who died and in the unvaccinated group, he had zero and zero. So Steve, now, yeah, we don't that know. That like, is statistically impossible. Right. If the vaccines are safe. Right. So we don't, we can't verify those numbers. These are numbers that you have. But in turn, the Democrats, who you funded uh, exceedingly, won't, won't even return you.
0: So, um, yeah, that is the wily Coyote moment in action. So to begin with, it's OK, the, the rolling out the vaccine. It was the stonewalling that did him. That's when it becomes clear that something really dodgy is going on, because everyone makes mistakes. Lord knows I do listen to these podcasts. I make several every podcast but it's when someone comes up to you and goes I've you've definitely made a mistake here is the science to say you've made a mistake um, here's a second opinion saying exactly the same thing and here's loads of anecdotal experiences backing up exactly that and when someone goes you know I'm, I'm a mega donor and they go oh no Everything you've just said, no, magic wand, emperor has no clothes. The CDC said everything you've just described doesn't exist. Magic wand, boom, emperor has no clothes. We're waving that magic wand again. And it's the waving of the magic wand that's pissing people off, pissing people off like him. I imagine a few years ago, if you were to say to this guy, do you know the Democratic Party are going to mandate an experimental jab for as many people as possible including the military and when the data comes back that this is a massively bad idea they're not just going to ignore you they're going to call for you to be censored i imagine that bloke would go shut up you conspiracy theorist that's never going to happen and now here he is but he needs to take that one step further and remember that trump pushes the vaccines too and this is, lies beyond a Republican, Democratic thing. But there's no doubt the Democratics are the Democratic Party are the real close ties to the deep state. I mean, the, the, the deep state's got its vinos as well, don't get me wrong with that. And I, you know, my view on that is Trump's controlled opposition. Oh, speaking of which, my opinion on the whole Mar-a-Lago thing. It reminds me of the wrestling where, oh, the, the, our crowd favourite, the crowd aren't cheering for him as much anymore. Right, go and get him attacked by a bad guy and go and unify, make it the most unpopular bad guy that we can have. Okie dokie. Alright, and then we can then go and uh, push him forward and he can go and play the victim to his base again. And I predict if he goes and runs again and has DeSantos as a vice president, Trump will be as much of a lame duck in his presidency the second time as he was the first time. And he'll drag DeSantos down with him. So, oh, DeSantis, he's hes actually pretty good doing some right things. OK, we'll get the rhinos in there to say, look, DeSantis, you need to compromise on this. Compromise and then we'll make you president. Compromise? Yep, absolutely. You'll be the heir apparent after Trump. You just need to compromise on that. Just say some good things about lockdown. Just say some good things about vaccine. We just need to compromise. We need to make you more mainstream. He then gets out of touch with the base. And, of course, you've then um, ruined your prime candidate that could go up against the Democrats. And the Democrats together with their um, mules, 2,000 of them, go see the film, can get back in again. So that's my prediction for that. The, uh, Trump supporters were starting to go, oh, I don't think Trump's one of us. <gasps> He's being attacked by the deep state in a clearly politicised raid. Oh, let's rally round him. You know, it just it's just like pro wrestling, you know. The good guy isn't being cheered for as much. Right, send the most hated person down there that we can to go and stab him in the back. Right, the crowd will get behind him now. Yes, you want justice, don't you? Good, lovely job done. So um, we'll see. We'll see on that. Anyway, I hope you've enjoyed my take on that situation. I didn't get through to half the stuff that I wanted to get through here today, but I think I got through quite a lot. Thanks for listening.